0: Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of More Movies Please. Today we will be taking a solo dive into the deep haunted waters of the deep house. So go ahead, get your oxygen tank ready, make your last will and testament, and hop on board as we journey into More Movies Please. (laughs) And yes, we are off. Today is a solo dive into more movies, please. that I am Stephen Reyes here chatting about the movie The Deep House. That Sean will be back this upcoming Monday for our next movie, which will be Crazy Stupid Love. Thank you, Paramount, for sending me this screener to get an early access of this film that I want to give out a early warning now. (laughs) That I will be talking about some stuff in the film, so if you want to be surprised, go watch it first. If you don't mind a couple of small spoilers here, I will definitely give you guys a big spoiler warning before I do any major ending discussion. So if you truly want to hold off on that, you'll have another warning throughout the recording. All right, so let's go on and start discussing The Deep House. So the premise of The Deep House, which I'm literally going to take off their IMDb, a young and modern couple who go to France to explore an underwater house and share their findings on social media undergoes a serious change of plans when the couple enters the interior of a strange house located at the bottom of a lake and their presence awakens a dark spirit that haunts the house. Dark to say the least? Yes, that spirit was definitely dark. That as the movie starts off, it actually gets us connected with the couple pretty well that they show us the way that the couple film their social media that we're seeing each person from the other partner's perspective so it's kind of a nice throw you right into their journey their adventure and it kind of has a clover field Blair Witch spin to it but not as shaky you don't feel like you're throwing up it actually is pretty smooth considering it's kind of shaky GoPros at least for that portion so we get invested we see how much fun they have they go looking for haunted areas and you kind of want to travel with them until you realize how willing the boyfriend in this relationship is to trust random strangers with their destination that when they go looking for a secret deserted spot to try to boost their ratings, they find out it's not so secret. And then he meets this sketchy guy who says, I can take you to a deserted house underwater. And yeah, He goes, yeah, of course, let me take me and my girlfriend scuba diving underwater based on this random stranger's advice. Yeah, I don't know about you, but that would be breakup material for me. But hey, if they did that, we wouldn't have a movie. So the couple proceeds to the underwater house and it seemingly looks harmless. Like I've seen videos online of underwater ruins and people scuba diving to explore it, something different, something adventurous. But yeah, I don't know about you guys, but for me, if I were to swim up to a house that was perfectly preserved underwater, I would be a little skeptical. That it's one thing if the house had just sank or the land, but you can tell by the surrounding vehicles, fence, everything that it's been there for a long time. So I would be a little eerie about that. Plus, this movie does a really good job at focusing on hauntings and supernatural lore that there is a ton of totems and just kind of not necessarily hex bags but items to either keep evil spirits away or contain so if I were to see that many warnings up I wouldn't proceed further I'd maybe at most send a drone in but I'm not going in myself but fortunately for us the couple in this movie does proceed into the house and just as I had mentioned, the movie does great with lore, that the closer they get, the more their calm start to malfunction. The underwater drone that they have starts to sort not short circuit, but just kind of glitch out and really starts to hype up the fear. Like, honestly, the equivalent of the audio and all the electronics starting to spasm out would be if you're watching a regular horror movie. And They start to breathe and the room is getting cold, but you're underwater, so you can't tell that one. So they did a really good job of finding alternate methods at showing you the scariness and the spookiness of this house. So the couple, Tina and Ben, Tina is a little bit more apprehensive to take on scary stuff, but she does it for her boyfriend, Ben. And Ben, well, when I say we love to hate him, eh, we, we, we just, yeah, we love to hate him. That I don't hate the guy itself, himself in the movie, but he is kind of a little bit punk, of a punk scaring his girlfriend all the time. And I'm just like, dude, come on. She's already scared. Stop pulling practical jokes. Listen when she says we need to get the hell out of there. But nope, they keep on going. And of course, creepiness ensues. So as you would expect when you're going swimming through a deserted, abandoned, haunted house, there's tons of creepy things. and at one point like a doll floats up out of nowhere and kind of creeps out tina and that i thought was a nice touch not that it we need jump scares to scare you which hey what scary movie doesn't have jump scares kind of a staple of a scary movie but i kind of enjoyed how that was foreshadowing the kind of stuff that would be happening later on so they have a lot of little breadcrumbs to build up and the build up the suspense in this film and i really appreciated that that Another thing that they did is often when we're watching a movie, they go like, oh, we have 30 minutes before the bomb goes off. And two hours later, the movie finally gets to the end of the 30 minutes. This one, they actually line it up that when they say they have 60 minutes on their oxygen tank, it happens right when we have the last 60 minutes of the movie left. I'm like, hey, we get to see this in real time. That's kind of nice. It's also going to increase the suspense because rather than, oh, we have 60 minutes and 10 go by and the 60 has passed, we're actually living out each minute with these characters and holding our breath more, getting more stressed out. And it was a very nice touch to see. Like I know in most movies can't do that because the time frames are longer, but I really appreciated that they took that opportunity. Now, one of the things that Ben did that I don't think I would seem like a logical thing by any person in this scary movie is when you find a pair of dead bodies chained together in a funky room which of course this room has a freaking crucifix with jesus nailed to it on the door and not only on the door it's like the old school doors where you have a big piece of wood to bracket and lock the door so nobody can get in like the crucifix is the lock i'm like yeah that would be a really good indicator that things are about to get really creepy so they they do a really good job of placing different things to let you know when stuff's going to get worse how bad each area could be it was just yeah but when you find dead bodies in a locked off room maybe you don't mess with them don't take off the masks that the dead bodies have on don't take photos just get the hell out, but nope. The movie starts psychologically messing with you where one character is starting to have visions where the other one isn't. So of course, Ben thinks Tina is going a little crazy and she's the only one being affected by the haunting until it's a bit late. And then they're both literally swimming for their lives, trying to break out of this house that doesn't want to let them loose. That as they were swimming through the house, they saw some photos and newspaper articles that they were really building up the lore of what happened at the house beforehand. So they actually take their time to give you a backstory through the eyes of Tina and Ben, which is a fantastic move. Of course, what kind of scare movie would this be if we don't have these supposedly dead bodies actually be able to come after you, which I was very impressed in this method because this whole movie. Okay. Let me rephrase that. This whole haunting happens underwater. So you know that their main characters, Tina and Ben, are in scuba gear, O2 tanks, and of course I'm sure they had other divers with the dead bodies, the haunting people of the house to give them oxygen. But the scenes where the corpses are walking after them, not swimming, but walking and like jumping off walls is impressive because they must have had to have weights on the characters so they can walk at the bottom of this set that's submerged in water and it was just really creepy because it was just gave it the feel of these rigid disgusting dead bodies are struggling to move and trying to grab them which is just horrifying to say the least which hey, if you're looking for a scary movie that's what you want and of course what horror film wouldn't be complete without a little closure as to know that you've been set up and pretty much been sent down as a sacrifice So that was a nice tie back that this movie set up a lot of breadcrumbs and just like little slow burn scares or stories to be revealed that around the beginning of the film, we have Tina practicing how long she can hold her breath. We have Pierre, the stranger who randomly took them to this lake to find the house. We find out he's connected to the house, which that it was just fascinating how they laid everything out. So as I mentioned earlier in the recording, this is... Filled with spoilers. I'm going to give you one more spoiler warning right now. For the major spoiler, I'm going to discuss the ending. And if you want to experience this for yourself before anything gets spoiled, go ahead and give me a pause. Go watch the film. That The film is out as of today. You can buy it or rent it on Amazon Prime. And it is a good scare. That's- I'm going to give you my rating right now. It's definitely worth a rent if you like scary movies for sure that I... 100% I think it's worth a rental, but to discuss the ending, they really went there, that as I had mentioned, they kind of set some stuff up for a slow burn, that the beginning of the film, Tina's practicing how long she can hold her breath, which of course, throughout fighting and dealing with the haunting, she loses her oxygen tank and has to swim back up to the surface, and we're like, okay, we know she can hold her breath for like three minutes, and... That, see if she can make it to the top of the lake in time and she's swimming, swimming, swimming and you're thinking, all right, well, she just lost her boyfriend she's been through a horrible ordeal she can hold her breath she can see the light of the sun at the surface of the lake she's about to break the surface of the water and you're like, yes, she's going to make it and this movie went there she literally drowns, not feet away from the surface I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, I did not expect that Did I want her to survive? Of course. Do I appreciate how dark the film went? Oh yeah. That it's not often you have your main characters actually just die. So that's another kudos as to why I think this film is worth a watch. That I will refrain from one teeny tiny spoiler. There is an after credit scene. So go ahead and check for that. I want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this mini bonus episode of this exclusive early release of the deep house Hope you enjoyed hearing this as much as i enjoyed watching this film and talking about it make sure to leave us a rating and review and make sure to come back monday when sean and i will be covering crazy stupid love thank you for listening and this has been more movies please